0: This is David Alexander, head coach of the Broken Arrow Tigers. You're listening to Inside Tiger Football, presented by Rib Crib.
1: Hi, everybody, and welcome to another edition of Inside Tiger Football, presented by Rib Crib, along with the head coach of the Broken Arrow Tigers, David Alexander. I'm Charlie Hanema. It's homecoming week here in Broken Arrow, as the Tigers host the UConn Millers Friday night, 7 o'clock at Tiger Field at Broken Arrow Memorial Stadium. And, Coach, I know um, as a Broken Arrow grad yourself, homecoming's always very special for you it is. as a coach. So just kind of take me through um, what this week means to you.
0: Well, homecoming is 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 obviously I've got great memories about it because we do such big things at homecoming here at Broken Arrow, you know, from the parade, you know, uh, pride leading everybody down the street, the football team walking down the street, and all all the kids and – uh, it's it's such a really good time, and then you know then the, obviously the football game and the the pomp and circumstance that goes on with that and the dance and so um, here at Broken Arrow right we we love to celebrate things and uh, and homecoming is, a, is is a special time and we're going to celebrate it I'm sure you're going to talk about it, a yep. couple of special ways
1: absolutely that parade will start at five o'clock down uh, Main Street there right in the middle of downtown end up at the Performing Arts Center so as of right now still planning that parade five o'clock sure. on uh, Thursday and. We know the forecast is a little dicey, but uh, we're going to hope for the best, and uh, as of right now, we're still going to have that parade. But uh, just, Coach, we'll get into some of the cool things that are coming for this year, but I've always been curious just kind of what do you still remember from from your homecoming games and weeks during your career as a tiger? I know it's been a few years now, going back to sure. class of eighty two, so that nineteen eighty one season. That's but, right. But what still stands out all these years later? Uh,
0: well, I was out on the field with in the homecoming court. You know, back then, just you know, it was really old school because that was a long time ago. There was, I guess, there were five of us football players out there escorting, um, you know, different girls that have been nominated from different. Uh, clubs and uh, I <laughs> saying a small prayer that they didn't name her name was Heather Wahlberg, the girl I was as, escorting. That uh, she wasn't named homecoming queen because, right, the, back then, right, the king and the queen kissed on the 50 on the yard line. And I was a little nervous, I was a little shy for being a 17 year old senior.
1: How'd the football game go? <laughs> uh
0: Well, we won. We, you know, we were not very good in my senior year, we did not make the playoffs. Uh, but we did win homecoming over there at old Kirkland Field. Uh, you know, we were 5-5, five and five and we struggled my senior year. But, uh, you know, Heather was beautiful. Uh, I've got a couple of pictures of me walking her off the field. Uh, just really happy that she wasn't named homecoming queen.
1: That's awesome. Who'd you guys play back then? Because I know kids now that grew up, and sure. they think, you know, it's always yeah. been, well, it's Broken Arrow and Union and Jinx and Owasso, and that's kind of how it's yeah. always been. But that's really – Kind of a recent development, you think, by the long-term history of NBA. Right.
0: Yeah. you know. Well, back then, we had a couple of Tulsa Public Schools in our district. We played Hale and we played Rogers um, my senior year. We played Bixby, Jinx. Uh, Claremore was in our district. Um, Sand Springs was in our district. We did not uh, – Muskogee, and Muskogee was in our district. And then I think our non-district games, golly uh, – now, it was not my senior year. My junior year, we played Eastwood Baptist. Okay. Right? Yeah, the school over there, On, right, it folded up after a few years. Uh, but it's actually the place where Bill Blankenship got his coaching career started.
1: Huh. So, now let's talk about the mm. most exciting part of this week. And we've got some throwback right. uniforms coming yeah. out Friday night. We just unveiled those yesterday. We've got a, a refreshed, historic uh, Tiger logo that uh, is coming back as a secondary logo and um let's kind of start giving people a little bit of a behind the sure. scenes on how this came about. And so we were looking at this tiger, right. And you had one hanging right. in your office. So just kind of right. tell us the backstory of what you had and where it came from.
0: Okay, well, when, when they were a few years back when they were de- going to demolish uh, North Intermediate, which was the old high school that I went to, uh, they had an auction, right? You can come and they had a few lockers for something I just just things throughout the school. Um, and they had when they had actually two of these tiger heads that had been painted in the '70s that were hanging in the hallways for auction. I, you know, they of course, you know, I don't know. I pay twenty-five or thirty dollars for one, but uh, I, I've got it hanging in my office. And you know, there's always been talk, you know, um, of an alternate logo. As as, as soon as Mister Dunn got the athletic director's office, uh, office to the chair, and with me, you know, we've always talked about you know, adding some spice, adding an alternate logo. And I'm like, Mr. Dunn, right, this is the perfect place to start right here. You know, it it brings back, you know, a student painted this in the 70s. And let's just roll with it. And Mr. Dunn, he's obviously, you know, way more creative than an old football coach is. And he took it and ran with it and, and sharpened it up and softened some of the edges and defined it a little bit. And what what they've come up with is just absolutely gorgeous.
1: Yeah, and so the backstory it's it's really cool. We actually started by taking a picture of right. what you have painted. I think it's painted on wood, isn't it? Yes, yeah. It, mm-hmm. It's you know I'm holding That's my big. arms out on the radio, which doesn't really help, but it's <laughs> yeah. it's probably four feet by four feet, maybe yeah, something easily. like that. Yeah. yeah, it's big. And so we took a picture of that and we sent it off to a graphic design company that specializes in in kind of rebrands and modernizing logos and said, hey, what what could you guys do? With this, you know, because we don't have a file of this. Like you were talking about somebody right. painted it in sure. the 70s. So how can we turn this into something we can use in 2019 and keep it the same but a little bit different? So they did a couple of revisions. They digitized it and turned it into a, a vector file, which is kind of in the weeds. But then, you know, we changed the gold a little bit because it sure. was kind of more yellowish, right. Steelers-y gold, and now it's that Vegas gold that we use on everything. And right. And it was really cool to kind of be on that inside. It was awesome inside row there and see the revisions and they kind of tweak it and what do you think about this and that one's a little too different go back to this one and right and uh i think it's really cool it's it's cool it's it's neat because it's you know sure we're the tigers and it's a tiger logo but really the whole point of this was to honor all these people that came before because there have been right tigers on things right going back to at least we found yearbooks going back to the 50s where they had tigers on stuff yeah you know
0: we're we're a big place we've got a lot of students but this is a small town and everybody loves broken arrow you know, whether it's the football team or the pride or the or the you know the debate team right everybody's a tiger this whole big place we live in and um to be able to go back and honor some of the great people that have been here uh it, it's, it's been really cool i've gotten a lot of reaction um, when we posted it on facebook and twitter and instagram it's been it's been really heartwarming all my old high school friends reaching out and, and thanking me saying how cool it is
1: and then that's just part of this and we've got some throwback uniforms that are coming out uh, yep. Friday night and those are kind of modeled after a number of eras right. uh, including the ones that you wore and a lot sure. of people will recognize the the shoulder stripes that kind of right. really I mean had a, a Steelers look to them sure the, the stripes on the shoulders and I like the two-tone so- oh, sock the two-tone sock stripe there with the tall <laughs> white socks and yeah uh, we it was kind of funny we did a little photo shoot to to unveil some of these and right. and the guy's didn't have their socks pulled up and they kind of had them pulled up like right. you know the like kids wear their socks now and I said you got to pull those all the way up because that's the whole point of, that's why that stripes there and <laughs> and I think it was Jalen Moss he kind of looked at me and I said no that's 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 how it works that's that's why we have these yeah, and so I, he pulled them yeah. up and uh Sanchez was in here and a couple other guys and they got them all fixed up and then he, then he kind of when he saw it all put together he right. he figured it out but initially it was kind of like what you want yeah. me? To, you want me to wear these? Wear right,
0: right. No one pulls their socks up above their calf anymore, except in the NFL. You see the NFL; they've got their they've got knee high socks on, um, but the kids don't wear them that way. But yeah, the uh, they're the old you know quote unquote tube socks that we wore back then, and they've got the the three different colors, five stripe socks. It's pretty cool.
1: And gold pants coming out uh, again, a modern version of those. Sure, same. Same kind of style, but uh, the traditional yeah. BA Vegas gold that we have now, as opposed to the yeah more yellow you know, gold. And- we
0: want yeah we we obviously want to um, honor the style of the 70s and the 80s, but you know we're Vegas gold now, and we want to be able to wear these pants more than and, and jerseys more than once a year. Sure, right. So we 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 match the colors of our existing uniforms, so we can mix and match now. So now we've got we'll have three sets of uniforms. It'll be the kids absolutely love it. Um, it it's. It's going to be a really cool look.
1: Yeah, and one just one thing to point out as we talk about uniforms, people always at schools go, "What, what, what what's the deal here now?" But the booster club fundraised most of the the jerseys oh, yeah. and the socks and, yeah. and the helmet decals, and then we had some yep. bond money that was went toward the pants. And so, yep. uh, with our with our relationship with Adidas and all the other things, there was no general fund money that that goes to stuff like that. No, so it's, I, you know, that's just. That's yeah. just fundraising, and that's just a supportive, yeah, supportive it, community.
0: Yeah, it was a long process, right? You, you talked about what Mr. Dunn went through, what Steve went through to get the, the, the logo the way we really wanted it. Um, and so I had over a year, right, to get the Booster Club raising money, uh, and, you know, we are very lucky. There's a there's a lot of reasons that we have we get to say we're lucky being Broken Arrow, but um, our Booster Club with the football program works extremely hard, and they raised a lot of money to get a set of uniforms
1: outstanding stuff. Really excited for homecoming uh, parade Thursday game Friday night against UConn. A little bit long in our first segment, but we had so much cool stuff to talk about. So, Coach Alexander and I will take a timeout. We'll look back at last week's game against Edmund Santa Fe after this. This is Broken Arrow Football. Welcome back to Inside Tiger Football presented by Rib Crib. Charlie Hanneman and Coach Alexander back with you as we Celebrate homecoming week in Broken Arrow. The Tigers take on Yukon Friday night, seven o'clock at Memorial Stadium. You can get your tickets at Tiger Threads ahead of time or online at GoFan dot com. The Tigers five and two on the season. Three and one in district play after a heartbreaking loss to Edmund Santa Fe, twenty three twenty one last week for fall break. And coach, I mean, obviously a disappointment and just kind of a a wild end of the game, man.
0: Man, yeah. Disappointment's not even the right word for it. Um, you know, we just were never, ever hitting on all cylinders offensively or defensively. Um, you know, we had spurts on both sides of the football of, of looking very, very good, and then we have spurts of looking very, very average. Um, you know, it's it's a couple of games in a row now that we've fumbled, uh, you know, going either going in or coming out inside the 20, and you're not going to be able to do that, you know. You the, it felt like all night all night that the defense didn't play well, but, you know, honestly, they played well for a good portion of the game. Uh, you know, the offense gave Evan Santamay the ball at the 14 going, you know, they fumbled, the quarterback fumbled right there, and then, then fumbled again going inside the 20. It was picked up and ran uh, back for a touchdown, you know, but, you know, the defense gives up a third and 18 and gives up a couple fourth down conversions on the last drive, and, you know, it was uh, it was disjointed. You know, we, we played like we had a bunch of sophomores on the field, and then you look out there, and yeah, we did. We had a bunch of sophomores out on the football field.
1: Started off well, you know, uh, right down the field, six plays, 45 yards. Jake Rains finds Isaiah Keller on a nice little uh, uh, pass on the near side there, and yep. you're, you're up 7 nothing. and then, yeah, you get the ball back, and then that's where we kind of got in some trouble, fumbled sure. at the 14-yard line, and uh, just four <laughs> plays later, or three plays later, I think it was, yep. and all of a sudden it's – Saving a phase in front, 13 right. 7. And what there's there's been some fumbling issues yeah. with, with the quarterback. And what what do you put your <laughs> I mean, I'm sure I'm sure if you had an, right. an easy answer, you'd, sure. you'd figure it out. Well, but what do you think is going on?
0: Well, that's a what I think is going That's a really that's the right way to put it. What I think is going on. Well, the young man is trying to do too much. He's trying to be, you know. Uh, Patrick Mahomes, right where he needs to just be Jake Reigns and understand we've got a really good football team, you know. Just, you know, if it if it calls, if it takes falling down right there and taking a sack, you know, because you lose your footing, you know, fall down and take a sack right there, right? Because if we punt and our you know make the deep, make the team travel sixty yards to try to score on us, you know, we'll take our chances on that. Um, you know, he has to he he has to understand. Right. Yeah, I know we don't have Keywon Tolbert. We don't have some of our other running backs back there. You know, but our offensive line's blocking people. You know, just, just let, let's just end every single drive with a kick, right? Whether it's a field goal, extra point, or a punt, um, then we're going to be absolutely fine. And he's he's a young man that's um, you know he's he's trying to find his identity, but you know his identity should be right. Just get the offense lined up and and be the. Just kind of ride along with the ship and not try to pull the ship behind him.
1: You did mention some of the sophomores, Michael Matthews. I mean, another yeah. nice game from him. Nine carries, ninety-two yards. Had a long touchdown run that put you up fourteen, thirteen. And I mean, obviously, you wish that Kewan Tolbert was sure. able to still be your guy, right? But it's nice to have people that are able to step up and and try and fill well, holes the best they can.
0: Well, Charlie, if we can if we can get healthy heading into the uh, the playoffs. If we can get healthy, the the time that Michael Matthews has played, and and Robert Jennings, and you know, all, and JV and Franklin, and all these sophomores um, have played, then it's going to help us in the playoffs, right? It'll it'll be it'll benefit us uh, going into the first round, the semifinals, and hopefully into the finals.
1: Where are you health wise right now?
0: Well, um, we're not very good uh, health wise. We're going to trade one for one. So I guess we're a net where we were last week. We're going to get Corey Williams back, which will help us out at corner, obviously. Um, but, you know, we're going to hold Darian Moss out. Uh, probably shouldn't say that on the radio, but that's okay. I mean, you know, uh, you know Darian's been probably our defensive MVP. It, either Darian or Jalen, right, the two Moss boys, have been our defensive MVPs this year. Uh, Dar- Darian has played fantastic. He's been battling a shoulder for a very long time, and it finally came out enough where – He's probably going to be too sore to play on Friday.
1: Talked about another turnover situation in the third quarter, seventy-six uh, yard fumble recovery, and that made it twenty to fourteen, Santa Fe, and kind of spun the wheels a little bit until the fourth. But then uh, that last offensive drive, seven plays, seventy yards. Yeah. You know, Isaiah Keller really stepped mm-hmm. up some sure. huge catches on the sideline, and and then Sanchez Banks runs it in to take a one point lead with a minute 27 left, that, right. that was really kind of, it seemed to me, the first time you really saw the, uh, the two-minute offense, the hurry-up right. need to perform in a profess, uh, sure. pressure situation. And um, if you can put that drive kind of separate from the sure. end of the game, what, right. what did you take away? What did you like that was going on there?
0: Well, obviously, uh, you know, obviously it was fantastic. You know, I mean, we, we know we have to get Isaiah Keller the football. And you know he's going to help us win football games he's He's a receiver that we've had haven't had around here in a long time that breaks tackles. you know we've had some obviously some really really good ones They were awesome at, at catching the football and and uh and blocking but you know Keller makes people miss and breaks tackles and he's so big he's a bit like a running back um We were thankful that you know that Edmund Santa Fe decided not to double cover him <laughs> that whole drive uh you know uh, so, whatever we can do to get Isaiah Keller the football, uh, is we're going to win football games doing that. And, and it was fantastic, you know. We, you know, we just told Jake, hey, if they don't double Isaiah, that's where the ball has to go, All right? And look where the safety's at. You know, we put Isaiah Keller to our bench so we could kind of talk to Isaiah and talk to, you know, we could get we could get Jake Rain's attention, right? put the other receiver to the other side of the field and just see if they're going to double him or not. Make it a clear picture for Jake if he's going to be singled or doubled. And Edmond Santa Fe singled him all, all the way down the field, and he made a bunch of great plays.
1: Eight catches, 98 yards on the night, and a touchdown. Uh, Sanchez Banks finished with 23 carries again, 119 yards, and a touchdown there. But uh, the defense had some trouble on that last drive, and they had some some crazy uh, fourth-down conversions and a, and a one-handed catch by Talon Shetron, a sophomore receiver for Santa Fe. The, I mean, that was – I mean, sometimes the other guys make plays. You know, Archie Bradley always says when we talk to him, he goes, well, the, you know, the hitters get paid to play this game too. And um, yeah, that, that kid, I mean, that, uh, was, yeah. that, was, a, that yeah. was a play. I mean, probably shouldn't have happened, but I mean, that was just well, a good and tough effort from him.
0: Yeah, you know, Marion Horn, the, the young man on coverage, you know, another sophomore, had absolutely, you know, great coverage. You know, had, um, you know, the arm pinned down on the receiver, you know, there was no, no no way to get two hands on the football by that young man from Edmond Santa Fe. Um, a really good throw um, and, you know, a, a fant even better catch. You know, we, you know, we can't give up fourth down conversions in that drive. Um, but, you know, we've got we've got all those sophomores out there at corner and in the secondary, and they're, they're playing um, cautious, right? They don't want to get beat deep. So they're, you know, letting balls be, get caught in front of them. And, you know, you just tell them, hey, trust your coaching and trust your abilities and go go make a play. And you can tell them that all you want. But when they're 15, 16 years old, uh, you know, it's uh, it's a whole other story when that they're kind of on an island by themselves.
1: That set up a uh, field goal with just a few seconds left to give Santa Fe the win. And uh, we don't have to go into that. We're up against the clock anyway, so we'll take a timeout. Coach Alexander and I will – Uh, bury this one and we'll start looking ahead to UConn after this this is Inside Tiger Football presented by Rib Crib. Welcome back to Inside Tiger Football presented by Rib Crib time now for our player segment and running back Sanchez Banks is our guest. Sanchez has established himself as one of the lead dogs with the the way this season has shaken out, another solid game against Edmund Santa Fe, twenty-three carries, hundred nineteen yards, and a touchdown last week. Um, Coach, what does Sanchez do so well?
0: Well, the you know physical attributes. Sanchez's best deal is his, his balance. Um, he's got big, big lower body, strong, hard to tackle. So that that's his best physical attribute. But his but his best attribute is just how much he loves football, loves to play.
1: What is uh, what is homecoming? mean here broken arrow for you what is what is it like to go through uh this week knowing that uh, you're gonna have alums back and you're gonna have a parade and you're gonna have some kind of cool things outside of just football well i mean with that it's like it's a whole lot of things going into one but i love the energy of everybody i love how people come out and just support us and i most definitely love the jerseys yeah <laughs> what do you like the uh, jerseys or you like the pants better i like the pants better yeah you're big on the gold okay. yes uh, just kind of tell us about, you know, even when uh, you weren't getting as many carries, you were always the energy guy kind of, and teams teams need that. They need an energy guy. They need people smiling on the sidelines. They need people having fun because, I mean, football is a tough sport, and, and it could be a grind, especially when you're practicing day in and day out, and, and uh, you need guys like you. Well, with that, it's not that I would love playing football. I do, but I love the energy of football. So when I'm playing, as long as I'm around, like – Everybody else that plays football and everybody else that loves football, I love to see people succeed and other people um, have the same love that I have. Do you have a favorite um, favorite play or favorite type of run? I mean, there are some guys that would like to just go, you know, on a, on a toss around the end untouched. And there are guys like Noah last year, you know, if you asked him his preference, he'd like to run over four guys on the way to the end zone. Uh, just tell me your style, what kind of stuff, you know, what you like doing the best when you're out there. I like hitting people. That's my favorite thing. <laughs> I love it. Um, Sanchez Banks as our guest. Coach, real quick, anything else we need to know about him?
0: Well, I told you all, he loves football, right? He loves it. And we're so proud of, of, of Sanchez and what he's done, um, the growth he's made, the maturity level. You know, we, we played a JV game last night, and he's a starting tailback, you know, for the last couple of games, and he's wanting to go play. You know, he might have been half kidding, but I, I don't think he really was. I think if we'd have let him go play, he'd he'd asked for have 25 carries in the JV game.
1: That's awesome. Sanchez Banks is our guest on the uh, player segment here on Inside Tiger Football presented by Rib He's getting $25 from Rib for appearing on the show. And Sanchez, good luck Friday and enjoy those gold pants. Can't wait to see him. Thank you. That's Sanchez Banks, our guest. Coach Alexander and I will take another time out back with a quick preview of the UConn Millers after this. You're listening to Broken Arrow Football. Final segment of Inside Tiger Football presented by Rib Crib here as Coach Alexander and I look ahead to homecoming against the UConn Millers Friday night at 7 at Broken Arrow Memorial Stadium. And Coach, UConn's always the one that stands out right. because they're the, the triple option. They're right. no splits. They're just mm-hmm. a little bit a little bit screwy to defend. So sure. Tell us, I mean, I ask you this every year, but right. practicing against an offense that you really don't see much, how do you prepare for that?
0: Well, what we talk about with the kids is your whole life, since you were, whenever you started playing football, right, your coach told you to go tackle the guy with the ball. Well, and that is, that's not the assignment this week, right? Everybody has an assignment of who they're supposed to go tackle. We've got two or three guys, uh, you know, supposed to tackle the fullback. We've got a couple of guys for go tackle the quarterback and a couple of guys for the pitch guy. And so, right, if one guy doesn't do their job, you know, that's when UConn hits you for a big play. And so, you, you know, you just can't chase the football around with UConn.
1: The Millers have uh, struggled a bit on the season. Uh, just a wild game last week against Westmore. Uh, shootout loss i think it was 50 to 49 or 48 the final score so uh i mean you guys have seen this being the defending state champions you still have that target i mean people are always going to be coming for you and uh sure but uh hopefully this will be a good way to get things back on track
0: it'll be nice it'll be nice to go score some points and uh and hopefully the defense will play really
1: well all right coach alexander thanks for the time enjoy the uh throwback uniforms i can't Thank wait you. to see the uh, 1980s type gear that, that uh, your coaching staff or at least the head cheese That's is right. wearing on the field <laughs> friday night thanks charlie tigers and yukon friday night at seven o'clock we'll be on the animal with a pregame show at 6 30 for coach alexander and sanchez banks i'm charlie Hanama, saying good night from broken arrow this has been inside tiger football presented by rib crib to listen back to today's episode of inside tiger football presented by rib crib or to listen to previous episodes podcast us on itunes spotify or soundcloud Just search Broken Arrow Public Schools.